Did you know that life is full of challenges? I think most of us recognize that. We think about our family. Marriage can be challenged. Did you realize that before you got married? Parenting can be challenging. Friday night, Michael graduated from North Greenville University. I think that makes six that have graduated since I've been here. Uh, it, it can be challenging raising kids and, and putting them through college and so on, though they got some good scholarships and so on. Life can be challenging in general. Jobs can be challenging. Pandemics can be challenging. Illness can be challenging. And, of course, finances can sometimes be difficult. Ministry can sometimes be hard. Just leadership in general. Looking for a youth pastor has been challenging. We're looking for a music director as well, a music minister. When we go through challenges, we need three things. Number one, we need wisdom. We've been talking about that on Wednesday nights the last couple of nights. We're going to review just a little bit. Number two, we need courage. And then number three, we need strength. First of all, wisdom. If you look at the slide, wisdom is knowing what to do. Wouldn't you agree with that? That's a very simplistic definition. But if you go a little further, it's discerning God's will. If we want to be wise, then we need to understand what God has for us, what His will for us is. And sometimes that's a little bit difficult. Now, there, there are several different aspects of searching for wisdom. One is faith. In James 1.5, it says, if we lack wisdom, we need to ask of God. It goes on to say, Let, it tells us to ask in faith, nothing wavering. Can God give us wisdom? I mean, God's able to do anything, right? So even if we are sort of dumb, even if we don't have our act together, when we ask God for wisdom and we trust Him, He can give us wisdom. So number one is faith. Number two is the Word of God. You know, this, this book, as, as Chuck mentioned, as the video showed, has a lot of good stuff in it. But it's not just a lot of good ideas. It's not just a lot of opinions from man. It's the Word of God. And God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's all-wise. So if we want wisdom, we need to look into the Word of God. I think most of us would agree with that. Prayer is important. A prayer is an expression of faith, so you could put those two together. But prayer is, is an important process of finding wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him do what? Ask of God. Solomon, when he started being the king in Israel, he asked God for wisdom, and God gave him wisdom. Another aspect is counsel. If we want to be wise, we need to be willing to listen to people. Not to ungodly counsel, says that in Psalm 1.1, but instead to godly people. We need to be willing to be receptive to what other people say. Now, the Word of God comes first, but there are some smart people. We need to be willing to be receptive to what they have to say. And then there's one more, right thinking. I say right thinking because sometimes our thinking is wrong. We need to recognize that understanding and, and thinking through things is an important part of the process of gaining wisdom. Putting down pros and cons. Have you ever done that before? 
Sometimes when I'm making a decision, I put a plus for things that are good, negative for things that are bad, and I think through those things. But you can't just determine, well, there are more pros than cons, so I'm going with the pros. Because the reality is that there are a hierarchy of values. Some pros are more important than other pros or than other cons. Let me give an example. Cheating on your taxes. I know this is self-evident. We should not do that. But when you think about it, there's some pros to cheating on your taxes. You have more money would be one of the pros. You don't support something that you sometimes question, which is government. But, but there, there are other things as well that are more important. One of those is thou shalt not lie. If you cheat on taxes, what are you doing? You're lying. Another is that Jesus said, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, to God the things that are God's. Basically, Jesus said that we need to pay our taxes. So there are some pros to not paying taxes, but they're not as important as the cons. And, and, and of course, we need to be thinking through those kind of things. It's difficult to think carefully about things and to think biblically about things. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we're told to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of of Christ. Right thinking is thinking like Jesus thinks. It's thinking like the Bible thinks, so to speak. So these are these are some aspects of seeking wisdom. And if you want a little bit more detail, you can go to the Wednesday night, whatever you call it, um, the Bible study I did online on Wednesday night. That's probably the best way of putting it. Now, Joshua had wisdom. In Joshua, in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse number 9, it talks about Joshua's wisdom. It says, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Now the reason that Joshua had wisdom is because of the, the touch of God on his, his life. God had given him wisdom. Moses had, had, in a sense, he had verified it through the laying on of his hands. But Joshua was an individual who had wisdom. But notice this, he had the spirit of wisdom, but he needed courage and strength. Take your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 1. Familiar portion of scripture, I'm going to be looking at it from a little bit different perspective. Joshua chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. And what I want you to do as I read it, is I want you to notice how many times it says, be strong and of good courage. Remember, we need wisdom, courage, and strength. Joshua chapter 1, beginning to read it, verse number 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. I started off by saying life is full of challenges. Well, this was a challenge. Moses had been leading the children of Israel almost as long as Chuck Trammell has been leading the music here at Catawba Baptist Church. <laughs> he started when he was 80. He, he stopped when he was 120, so it was only 40 years. I guess you could say that Chuck has been doing it full time for less time than Moses led the children of Israel. But it was a challenge to Joshua, was it not? 
not only was Moses dead, but they were on the wrong side of the Jordan River. They needed to cross the Jordan. But in the next several verses, we see the promise of victory. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Promise of victory we see in verses 1 through 6. The fact that they're going to conquer the land. God's promise. They're going to divide the land between the, the tribes. God's promise. But then we have the priority of Scripture. Notice verses 7 and 8. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Scripture is important, is it not? We need to learn it, and we need to do it. He finishes up verse number 9, talking about the presence of God. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, as we look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, we see that even though Joshua had a spirit of wisdom, he needed courage, he needed strength. Now, courage is choosing to do God's will. It's one thing to know God's will, isn't it? It's another thing to choose to do God's will. Courage is a matter of not just discerning God's will, but deciding to act according to God's will. Sometimes it's difficult to be courageous enough to do what we know God wants us to do. Does that make sense? There are times probably when we know God wants us to witness to somebody, but we're scared to death to do it. Has anybody been there before? I imagine some of us have. Courage is not an absence of fear necessarily, but choosing to do what is right, no matter how difficult. Just a couple of verses to look at. Psalm 56.3, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. That's why we can be courageous, is because we're trusting in God. First Chronicles 28.20, David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage, and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. We can be courageous because we know God is with us. Psalm 27, 14, I think it's on the slide. Wait on the Lord. 
Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. God gives us the courage that we need when we need it as we trust in him. Number one is wisdom. Number two is courage. And then number three is strength. Strength is a matter of being able to do it, to do God's will. We know what it is. We choose to do it, and then we are given the strength by God to do it. It's depending on God for help. Wouldn't you agree with that? How many of us need strength? Actually, we need all three, don't we? We need wisdom so we can know what to do. We need courage so we can choose to do it. We need strength so that we are able to do it to the honor and glory of God. Philippians 2.13, God is the one who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God's the one that helps us as we trust in him. Philippians 4.13, you're familiar with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The good news is that I do not have to generate wisdom, courage, and strength on my own. I have three resources, and we've already talked about them as we read Joshua 1, 1 through 9. The promise of victory, the priority of Scripture, and the presence of God. Again, the promise of victory, isn't it interesting as you look at verses 1 through 6, that God basically tells Joshua, Joshua, you're going to win. Joshua, you're going to be able to accomplish what I want you to accomplish, and I'm going to give you victory. Doesn't he say the same thing to us? But we need to have reliance on him. Why do we fail? Usually we fail because we're not trusting God. Sometimes we don't know what to do, but a lot of times we don't have the courage to do it or we don't have the strength to do it because we are not trusting in God. But if I know that I will achieve victory, then choosing to step out and obey God is a little bit easier. Wouldn't you agree with that? Does that mean that every time we do anything, everything's going to go perfect? No. I mentioned being afraid to witness. There's a possibility that we decide we're going to do it. We take courage and we witness to somebody, and then they start asking us questions that we have no idea how to answer. Or they make fun of us or something like that. Sometimes we choose to do what is right, and it seems like the circumstances are negative. But in the end, as we are trusting God, God will give us the wisdom and the courage and the strength that we need, and we will be victorious. Just a couple of verses. First John chapter 5, verse number 4. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our, what's the next word? Our faith. As we trust God, he gives us victory. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. He leads us to triumph. He gives us victory. And people are able to see Christ in us. makes a difference in their lives. Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find what? Grace to help in time of need. It's a matter of the promise of victory. We trust God. We rely on God, and he gives us victory. 2 Corinthians 9.8, God is able to make all grace abound towards you 
that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. God gives us the grace to do whatever it is that he wants us to do as we trust in him. Makes sense, does it not? The promise of victory. Our response is one of reliance on God. And when we think about the promise of God, it gives us courage to keep on keeping on. Number two is the priority of Scripture. Verses 7 and 8 can be very challenging. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to, what's the next word? All the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. God wants us to be totally obedient to the Word of God. And we need to rightly divide the Word of truth so we can know what He wants us to do. But as we rightly divide the Word of truth, as we study God's Word and understand it, we need to do exactly what God's Word is telling us to do. If we don't do all of it, then we're living a life of disobedience. But God's Word is extremely important. It goes on to say in verse number 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Again, we need to meditate on God's Word and do it all as we rightly divide the Word of truth. We know that God's Word is important, but we need to make it a priority. And our response to the script to Scripture should be one of receptivity. Now, too often our response is one of resistance. When we think about the Bible and the Bible says, do not do this, thou shalt not, Sometimes we say, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, including God. In America today, people are resistant to the authority of government, of policemen, of teachers, of clergy, just about anybody. Parents, we don't like people telling us what to do. But we need to be willing to listen to whatever God has to say. Why? Well, God knows what he's talking about, number one. Wouldn't you agree with that? Number two, it's profitable for us. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good work. That sounds good, does it not? But we need to be receptive to what God has to say. Joshua 1, 8 basically has three things that we need to do. Number one, meditate. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. In other words, we should be thinking about Scripture all the time. Meditate is basically a word that means to think deeply about it, not just quickly reading a verse and going our way and not giving it any consideration after that, but instead we meditate on, we think deeply about Scripture. Number one, meditate. Number two is observe. Observe to do according to all that is written in it. Or probably a better word would be obey. We need to obey the word of God. And then thirdly, and this is the natural result actually, is prosper. It says in verse number 7 that you may prosper wherever you go. In verse number 8, for then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Do you want to be prosperous? Do you want to be successful? 
then there are two things you need to do. First one starts with an M. What is it? Meditate. Are y'all asleep? Second one starts. Who who did those notes? I did. I do want to say this. It is a lot easier to meditate on God's Word when you memorize God's Word. But the word that should be up there is meditate. No, it's, I like to memorize. All right, meditate, number one, and memorization really helps. Number two is what? Starts with no. Obey. When you meditate and obey, then what will you do? You will prosper. It looks like I'm embarrassed, but actually I went to the beach for a couple of days this week. No, I am embarrassed. We need to rely on God. Reliant. The priority of Scripture, receptivity. We need to spend time in God's Word, memorize and meditate and obey, and then we will prosper. And then finally, the presence of God. Verse number 9, Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isn't it great to know that wherever we go, God is with us? Makes a difference, does it not? And that is why we can be victorious, because God is with us. It has to do with relationship. We talk a lot about relationship here, and that's because the Bible talks about a relationship a good bit. In fact, many, many verses that you look at in Scripture have to do with relationship. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That has to do with the presence of God, does it not? And we can experience the presence of God on an ongoing basis. Jesus put it like this in John chapter 15 and verse number 5. Abide in me and I in you. When we abide in Jesus Christ, we bear much fruit and we glorify God. But it all starts with relationship. An abiding relationship with Jesus Christ makes all the difference in the world. The presence of God makes all the difference in the world. Now, all three of these, the promise of victory, the priority of Scripture, the presence of God, they relate to wisdom and courage and strength. But as I look at this, the promise of victory, that gives me courage because I know I'm going to win. So I might as well get out there and do it because I know that God is with me and He will help me and I will win. Again, they're all related. The priority of Scripture, that gives me wisdom. As I spend time memorizing and meditating on God's Word, then God gives me the wisdom that I, I know what to do when I face the challenges of life. And then finally, the presence of God has to do with strength to me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we need to rely on God. We need to be receptive to what He has to say. And we need to depend on Him and his relationship with us in order to be what he wants us to be and do what he wants us to do. Wisdom, courage, and strength. 
Life is indeed challenging, but in the midst of the challenges, God will help us and give us the wisdom and courage and strength that we need as we rely on Him and His promises, as we spend time in His Word, receptive to what it has to say, and as we spend time in His presence, focusing on our relationship with Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that You will work in our hearts and lives to make this true. We do need Your wisdom and courage and strength. But You provide everything that we need in order to have that wisdom, courage, and strength. Help us to trust You. Help us to focus on You and Your Word. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.